0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of a Cozy Christmas Podcast. I'm your host Art, and it's November. I hope you all had a a safe and happy Halloween, and that you didn't get too much candy. If you have any candy that you need to get rid of, just send it my way. I am more than happy to take care of that for you. It's the kind of nice guy that I am. As always, I have a fun episode planned ahead. Going to look at uh, some things that have put me in the Christmas mood this past week, as well as interview Lisa Sharp from A stressfreechristmas.com. and then I'll share a couple memories and also spend some time with Gracie trying out some more snacks and just talking about Christmas in general. I want to say a big hello to all of you new listeners out there. I know that in November and December, Christmas podcast download numbers go up, so welcome. Before we get started, I want to just give a couple of mentions. If you would like to receive a podcast sticker from me, as well as a Christmas card, any time of the year, there are a couple of ways that you can get one of those. First of all, if you like what we're doing, you can support the show on ko-fi.com, and for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help support the show. As a coffee lover myself, I understand the incredible sacrifice that is, so I will send to you... A often demanded, seldom received, cozy Christmas podcast sticker along with a Christmas card. Another way is if you buy an ornament from my Etsy shop, I will include a sticker along with that free of charge and a Christmas card as well. One very easy way you can get a sticker and a card from me is I would love to hear from you if you could email me your favorite Christmas memory or a Christmas tradition that you and your family do, that you just can't have Christmas without doing this tradition. I'd love to hear that, and I'll feature that on an upcoming episode. Help spread the Christmas cheer that maybe those memories and traditions bring you. Uh, just send me an email to cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com, along with a mailing address if you're comfortable doing that. So let's get ready to deck the halls and jingle our bells. Well, a couple of exciting Christmas news items for you. First of all, director Stephanie Davis's Christmas movie The Christmas Ride is now out and available on Amazon. And I think it's, uh, I think I saw it even on Amazon Prime. And so now that it's November, I'm definitely going to watch that uh, movie again. There are a couple of moments in it that have just really stuck with me and have given me a lot of food for thought this year. I'm really grateful for her making that film available to us to view and to recommend to you. If you head over to Amazon and check out uh, The Christmas Ride, and it's by filmmaker Stephanie Davis. Another is we've seen a lot of Christmas activities have been canceled or changed to an online format, and some of you love going to Christmas markets, and I'm not sure I've ever actually been to one. But all of the pictures I've seen and videos I've seen from Christmas markets looks like it's kind of a fun party celebration with uh, music and street vendors and performers doing all kinds of things. Chantel at All Things Christmas is joining forces with with some folks to put on what they're calling the world's biggest virtual Christmas market. And you can go to christmasmarket2020.com to find out more information about that, to sign up as a vendor or a participator. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and it will run online from November 14th to the 28th this year, so just in a couple of weeks. I believe there's still time to sign up and register as a vendor. I'm going to have Chantel hopefully on next week to tell us more about it. But in the meantime, you can go to christmasmarket2020.com to get more information. And I've seen that Buddy the Elf himself is going to be there so you might want to check that video out see what he has to say i know at the end of october a couple of albums have dropped the one i'm excited about is the megan trainer a very trainer christmas album i got it already on on my playlist and i'm about ready to rock out to megan trainer but i'll spare you the the vocals from yours truly but that might be something you'll enjoy for the christmas memories today i've actually got two i'm going to share because they both are kind of under the same topic and that is difficult christmases one of the things i was reminded of from the movie the christmas ride is that not everyone's christmas is always a happy one and i have this memory from a listener named jojo she shares a time of her life when things were very difficult for her there were some mental health issues that she had And she spent several Christmases not being able to celebrate Christmas with her whole family. She says this, she says, I missed spending Christmas with everybody. On Christmas, me and my siblings would wake up and open gifts at our mom's house. Then my dad would come over, open his gifts, and then he'd take us around with the whole family to his side of the family. And it would just be one small house with a big happy Mexican family. Uh, my family's Mexican but in 2018 I missed out on waking up at my mom's house so eventually my mom and I came back to each other I got to see my siblings my mom my grandma and things were good again and what made it even better was when I woke up to my youngest brother waking me up at 6 a.m. in the morning saying Jojo Jojo wake up it's Christmas and I got to go downstairs with my siblings to see my dad, mom, and grandma waiting for us. We all gave each other a big hug and said Merry Christmas to each other. Then when we started opening gifts, that's when it really felt like Christmas. It wasn't even the gifts that I was focused on. I was focusing on my whole family sitting on couches with wrapping paper scattered all around the floor, the smell of my mom and grandma's special cookies in the oven, the Christmas music in the background, the lights of the tree, the way everyone's face would light up when they opened their gift, and seeing my mom, dad, and grandma all getting along. Christmas to me isn't about the gifts or the birth of Christ, but it's about the feeling of seeing my family happy, and that makes me happy. My mental struggles are rough, but when the last three months of the year come around, I'm the happiest. October gives me the thrill of being scared with scary movies or videos. November gives me the feeling of bonding when I help make Thanksgiving dinner with my grandma. December gives me so much happiness for so many reasons. The excitement for Christmas, the cheerful music, the good food, seeing family I don't get to see very often, and giving gifts to people I love. So Christmas of 2019 was my favorite Christmas in my life, because I was with all of my family after two years of not being with all my family for Christmas. And then she wishes that we all would have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I appreciate JoJo speaking up and honestly, uh, just being honest with her mental struggles. I think so often we're ashamed of admitting to to mental issues. I think we need to work at destigmatizing that. It's okay to say that we're not okay that we need help. If that's you, then please don't be afraid to reach out to someone to get help. Then I heard from another uh, listener on Instagram. Her name is Lizzie. She writes about another difficult Christmas. She says, My favorite memory is on Christmas when everybody woke up and me being me, of course, woke up before everyone else. This was my first Christmas after I had a collapsed lung in first grade. And it was the happiest Christmas she had of her life because, as she says, I was finally reassured of my life and I was with my family, uh, including her favorite sibling. I just want us to take a, a minute in all the celebrating to remember Christmas has heartache too. As much as there's joy in celebrating, there are people who have heartache and so maybe this is your first Christmas you'll be spending alone without a spouse or a partner that has been with you for many years. Maybe it's a family member that's separated from your family. Maybe it's because of a death or because of a family division or uh, a divorce or a separation. So many things can tear us apart. You know, I'm, I'm recording this and this episode will air a day before what will be a very contentious election. I know I try to stay out of politics and I do a terrible job of it but it's something to remember in these days ahead that there are people who have a different experience than you and it's worth being aware of that. Maybe reaching out to them to see how you can help rather than how you can hurt them. I think that's one of the, as this film I've been talking about, um, The Christmas Ride does well is to bring those issues up and isn't afraid to look at them. Like I said, I think sometimes we're afraid to talk about our mental struggles, and our relationship struggles, and if you're one that is full of the Christmas cheer and joy, then let me encourage you to reach out to those who are hurting and just be a helping hand. Be a shoulder to lean on. Be a a hand that they can hold while they cry and just pour their hearts out to you. Um, it's It's a simple thing we can do, but I think it's a pretty powerful one we can do. You will find strength in helping others. I don't know how to make a segue from such a serious topic to uh, to something a little more lighthearted, but I have an enjoyable interview with Lisa Sharp from stressfreechristmas.com. So do you find Christmas stressful? And I know certainly that stress can really aggravate our already overtaxed minds. But uh, Lisa Sharp over on her website has so many wonderful resources to help us get organized for the holidays. Along with that, she also has some recipes and a beautifully designed website uh, that has all kinds of goodies for us as we head into the Christmas season. So I hope you enjoy uh, this interview with Lisa Sharp from StressFreeChristmas.com. I have a special guest on Cozy Christmas Podcast today, Lisa Sharp from the StressFreeChristmas.com. And she's going to tell us how we can have a stress-free Christmas. So Lisa, thank you for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I had come across you and your website on the MyMerryChristmas.com website in the forums there. And with my podcast, I'm trying to promote a cozy Christmas experience. I can't think of anything more cozy than having something be stress-free.
1: That's very true. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and about your website.
1: I'm Lisa Sharp, like you said, and I live in Oklahoma in a small rural town and I started blogging many years ago and I really enjoy creating content around Christmas because it's my favorite holiday and decided that there wasn't enough out there that was just dedicated to Christmas, especially year round. You kind of have to wait until after Thanksgiving and then you start finding things out and then you're stressed because you have nothing planned and you're rushing to get everything done. So I wanted to help people. Kind of plan all year and that way you can actually enjoy the season instead of doing all those little mundane tasks during the holiday season.
0: Yeah, that boy, that sounds like my life on anything. <laughs> <I'm> kind of <laughs> waiting to the last minute. <laughs> I might be the king of procrastination. I don't know. <laughs> so I you know, I wanted to ask, is is a stress-free Christmas, uh, is that even possible? Uh I, I know you probably think or, or you know it is, but is it truly and, and how?
1: I mean, overall, yes, there will always be things unexpected that pop up. But if you've planned well and figure out what is actually important to you, not what is important to society, you know, you may be doing extra things that nobody in your family actually cares about and won't miss. And like I used to make huge holiday meals with like five different sides and Yeah, people enjoyed them, but they also enjoyed meals with like a couple favorite sides and one dessert and everybody was still just as happy and I had a lot less to do. So it's just about paring down to what actually is important and making those memories instead of making memories for everybody else and not getting to enjoy them yourself.
0: I know there's been a few things we've discovered that we all did, but nobody really liked it.
1: (laughs) We get into those habits.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's, why do we do this? (laughs) We don't even (laughs) like this. I I think this year might be uh, with Halloween, with trick-or-treating. My kids are getting to the point where, you know, they're they're not really too excited about it. And then with, um, of course, with the pandemic going on, uh, you never know you might get something extra with your candy this year. So, uh, you know, we we thought, well, nobody's really excited about it. Let's, you know, maybe just do something different. Well, I, and I know you love Christmas. How, how did your love for Christmas begin?
1: I mean, even as a kid, I remember decorating my room when I was really little. I'd sneak decorations out of the boxes of decorations while we were decorating the rest of the house to put in my room. And I would put how, um, Santa hats on my stuffed animals and I had a chalkboard in my room and I'd draw a Christmas tree on it. My grandma probably started a lot of my love of Christmas. She is obsessed with Christmas. I think she's had a tree up all year this year. She used to decorate this huge two-story tree in their house and just went all out. And I always really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, that sounds like my daughter. She still has Christmas lights up in her room from, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And then she'll... she has. Christmas teddy bears that she has out all year. And yeah. (laughs) Do you want to tell us a little more about about your website and how it got started?
1: Yeah, um, it actually started one. I think it was a July sometime, not anywhere near Christmas. My husband and I were just talking and I was already starting to write some Christmas blog posts on my main website that I've had for many years. And I was realizing there was so much more that I wanted to share, but it wasn't appropriate to put all of that in my website. And I wanted a place that was more dedicated to Christmas and really helped people to just dive in and get all the planning resources they needed in one place. I tend to be the kind of person that when I get an idea, I just go for it. And so I think that day I got on my phone and bought the domain name and that weekend started working on stuff for it. There are resources that I'm starting to put out for the fact that Christmas will likely be very different. I know for us, We're already talking about how we're going to navigate that with our families. I've got one post that's kind of an overview that I wrote about a month ago. Obviously things change constantly talking about, you know, starting to plan now to figure out different plans based on how we think it might be because we aren't sure. So having a plan, a plan B, C, whatever, so that you're not disappointed when it comes time. You know you will still be able to enjoy the holiday season no matter what our circumstances are. And right now I'm working on a blog posts with ideas for how you can celebrate with other families virtually. Some friends and I have already talked about we're going to, in years past, we've done a Christmas light scavenger hunt together. And we've been in our own cars anyway, but we'd always meet up for dinner afterwards and Um, you know the winner could buy the appetizers or whatever and this year we're gonna figure out a way to do it over Facetime. and if the weather's decent we might you know set up a fire pit and social distance in somebody's backyard and chat about it for a little bit but you know we just have to get creative and come up with safe ways to celebrate it's important to still celebrate i keep seeing articles that are like christmas is canceled and you can't cancel christmas you just have to do it a little differently
0: that's right yeah i've been Trying to think of some ways to you know celebrate differently, so I'll really be interested in seeing those articles um, if they're not out yet. But yeah, it's like you said, everything's been changing. It's been. uh, It seems like one week they'll say something, the next week it'll be a different restriction, and then who knows what it's going to be in a month. I I like that idea about the Christmas light scavenger hunt. I live in a rural town also, and uh, the folks here really go to town on their Christmas lights, though. And actually, our neighbor they have lights out for Halloween right now, so. I just pretend they're Christmas lights, but they're all orange.
1: (laughs) I feel like we might see more decorating outside this year because people are looking for festive things and that's a way to share with your community. I know in my town, there's been more people decorating for Halloween than usual. So I hope that translates to Christmas too.
0: I was listening to another podcast, uh, Christmas podcast, and the host there suggested, and, and I mentioned it on a previous episode, but that he wants to talk to his neighbors and really get their whole their whole block just to go crazy with Christmas lights, you know, to give a place for people to drive through just a little way like that to um, connect with your neighbors, but still be distant, you know, and, and give a, a community some Christmas cheer. Yeah, I saw an article
1: where an elderly couple already put out Christmas decorations to, you know, have something nice. cheerful during this yeah. time. And I think that's great if we can do something to kind of brighten the mood for everybody. And Christmas definitely has a way of doing that.
0: So. Yeah. but well that, that kind of thing takes planning though, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now I, I have seen on uh, your website, you have different resources that can help out with things like planning and organizing. Where, where would we begin to look at?
1: Well, I think that overall, everything is better with planning. So I would definitely go to the category for planning and uh, look through those articles right now. One of the top ones is how to plan for Christmas 2020. So that's very applicable right now. You know, just look through and consider what would help your family the most. Every family's different. So, you know, you may not be into baking. So my articles about planning out your baking won't be applicable, but we all have some activity that could use a little bit of planning. I have some articles on setting up a Christmas planner, which I think is one of the best things you can do because that's something you can do once and then just tweak it each year and you have it set up for the future. And so you don't have to redo your plan every single year. You kind of have an idea of what you did last year and you can make notes of what worked and what didn't and change each year to make sure you're doing what people actually enjoy instead of just what you think people will enjoy.
0: Yeah you know, along those lines, there's a resource I had gotten from your website and I can't remember what it was called now. I think it was basically the uh, stress-free Christmas checklist or something in it. You're, you're talking about uh, having a bucket list, uh, you know, coming, writing down things that you actually want to do and, and that were actually fun. Or is there one thing this year we want to do and, and kind of coming up with a Christmas bucket list. So I I've actually been doing that and couple of things I had written down are already scratched off because they got canceled, but uh, that's when I have to start getting creative. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like that idea and that might still be something uh, we can do to, you know, to make things different this year it's to say, all right, we can't do what we used to do. What can we do in its place?
1: Yeah. My husband and I usually will sit down and make our bucket list together and kind of use it as a extra date night that it's kind of christmas themed earlier in the year and you know we might have some snacks or even watch a christmas movie while we do it and just you know kind of dream about what things we'd really like to do that year and, and yeah if you end up with things on your list that get canceled look at them and think is there something similar you can do like there a lot of people like going to christmas markets and i've seen are virtual ones that are starting to pop up so mm-hmm. that's something you can experience there are a lot of live streams of different things that you can watch and there's always a wealth of Christmas movies to watch.
0: (laughs) Yes yes there is. uh, Do you have a a favorite Christmas movie or something that's your go-to?
1: It's hard for me to narrow it down to one because I love Christmas movies but kind of my top ones are Home Alone and uh, the Santa Claus series Mm -hmm. and Miracle on 34th Street the I used to say new edition, but it's from nineteen ninety six, so I get or nineteen ninety
0: four, so that's yeah. not real new anymore. But. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it was yeah, new I, when I was a kid, right? Yeah, I can remember when that came out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really care for the older one because, you know, as black and white, and most of those black and white films, I don't know, didn't appeal to me. But yeah, I remember seeing that and enjoyed it, and then. I watched it again just a couple of years ago and thought, "Boy, this is really a great film. I like it." Um, yeah, that's the movie I
1: always um, watch when I um, decorate my home office. I watch that after I finish decorating. Yeah,
0: I, I like that one. I like my my boys and I like the Grinch with Jim Carrey. Uh, I know that's not everyone's favorite, but um, then my daughter she likes the newer one with the cart, the animated one.
1: Oh, I like that one.
0: Yeah, and that, so. I like them both. Yeah, well, all three, really, the, the old cartoon, too. It just depends on my mood. So <laughs> <laughs> so even when you're organizing for Christmas, I mean, would it hurt to even write down, here's the films I want to see this year? Because I know the last couple of years, we've been so busy that, like, oh, man, we, we didn't get to see half the f- movies we wanted or do half the things we were going to do.
1: Yeah I actually in my Christmas planner have a list of movies each year that we want to be sure to watch and my husband and I'll talk and decide which ones we want to watch together because I tend to watch a lot more of them than he does so I make sure that I save the ones that he's interested in we watch those together and then the other ones I'll watch on my own mm-hmm. but that way we both get to see all the ones we care about yeah he can watch if there are any that I don't care about he can watch them on his own and
0: We've had a with our kids. Uh, my boys are both teenagers now, and my daughter's almost there. <laughs> and so they know there's there's some Christmas movies that they can't watch without us. Uh, you know, this is this is one that we all have to watch together. Otherwise, there's a few that if they wanted to watch on their own, then you know they can. Uh, but yeah, we we have to kind of. It felt kind of weird at first organizing fun, you know. <laughs> but if we don't. Those free times just get sucked up, and especially uh, the last couple of years with my oldest in high school, he he was involved in you know in band and in he was doing the school play and all these things, and he was just constantly at school, and we were constantly following him around. Then my daughter uh, also had some school activities in December, uh, so we we took like the time between Christmas and New Year's to just cancel anything we could and, and just relaxed at home and watched all the movies we missed during the Chris, the pre, pre-Christmas pre time. Christmas doesn't end on the morning of December 26th, so <laughs> at least not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: My husband and I both try and take a lot of time off of work around the holidays so that we can make the most of it. And yeah, it does seem kind of weird to schedule things like that, but things just don't get done if we don't make sure they're penciled in and that everybody is making time for
0: it. Exactly. In July, you were on at the My Merry Christmas in July. Jeff Westover was interviewing you there and you had mentioned having a a seasonal Christmas tree. So do you have a a Halloween tree up or? (laughs) I do. My tree actually this year went up in the
1: end of July. Um, My husband and I started social distancing and we work from home so we we're basically home all the time in March and you know we're just sitting in the living room we're like this is the same space we've looked at for the last few months we need something different so we're like let's get down the tree and it's pre-lit so we just had it with the lights so and light it was you know nice glow in the room and then September we decorated it for Halloween and so it's currently out as a Halloween tree I have black and white ornaments on it and a few Hallmark Halloween ornaments and then November 1st we'll change it over to Christmas and in years past I've also done Valentine's Day trees because we're just not quite ready to put it up.
0: I think one year our tree got left up mid-February I think and I didn't mind so much but you know my my wife is more of a normal person (laughs) and she was like this is embarrassing we need to take this thing down.
1: (laughs) Well, if you have it decorated but, for the appropriate holiday, then it's
0: totally fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the problem. It still had Christmas stuff on it, so...
1: <laughs> you pick up everything that's not red, and...
0: There you are. Yeah, we, we were uh, just at a real busy time. I think it might have been the year my oldest was born. He was born in December, so we had a new baby and all that, and it just wasn't a priority, so... <laughs>
1: Well, one year, my grandma left her tree up all year and would decorate for every holiday. She even had American flags in it for Fourth of July. I think it was a situation if they didn't want to take it down, but she made the best of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boy, my, my grandparents, too, loved Christmas a lot. They inspired a lot of the love I have for it. So it's something about grandparents, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a requirement. I don't know. <laughs> so what do you think is the biggest challenge for us that that brings stress into our into our uh, either Christmas planning or I know we're often our own worst enemies what, what do we do that creates unnecessary stress
1: I know for me the Christmas that I had before I started really promoting you know planning ahead and stuff I had a Christmas where I was just frazzled the whole time and my husband and I usually take a trip to Branson Missouri shortly before Christmas. And I was up very late the day before we were leaving, trying to finish Christmas cards and all the last minute details that I put off. And on the drive up, I was having to work on Christmas cards and it was just stressful. And I didn't actually get to enjoy the trip very much. And I didn't even end up sending out all the Christmas cards because I never got them completely done. And it was kind of that moment that I was like I don't want to do this next year and so now when things are a little bit calmer before the holidays start that's when I kind of think about those little details and get them done and I think I know a lot of people don't want to think about Christmas till after Thanksgiving but that's doing us a disservice you don't have to think about it in the sense of actually getting your decorations out if you don't want to but you just put a few minutes in throughout the year, those tasks that seem so overwhelming in December are nothing anymore. They're just, you know, 15 minutes every month or so. And you can get a lot of those tasks done, you know, buy your cards when they're, you see them on sale after Christmas. And then just when you have some spare time, fill them out, you know, if you see a good gift for somebody, go ahead and buy it and tuck it away for later and, you know, and just find ways to make things easier for you if, Wrapping gifts is something that stresses you out. Buy gift bags. Nobody cares. See, I, I tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to communicate with your family because you may be thinking, oh, this elaborate thing I do is so important to my family. They'll just be devastated if I don't do it. And then you come to find out, oh, we don't really care. <laughs> you can take that off your list and enjoy the other things more.
0: Yeah, it, so- it sounds like you just really need to be intentional, mm-hmm. um, I guess, to use a buzzword. <laughs> but yeah uh you you know to say this is what i want to do and then how can i get this done in the least last minute (laughs) way possible i actually
1: have those things written down so well, i do this every year i'll just remember because details will be forgotten and you'll Mm. be like oh no i need to do this thing last minute
0: yeah i i never thought i'd be the guy who needs a, a pill box you know for your medicine every day i i do because it's like okay, I can't I, and I, I don't take a lot, you know, it's an allergy pill and and uh, vitamins or whatever. but especially I, I live in Iowa and it's harvest time right now, so all the drunk is fl- floating through the air. So then I'm like, well, did I take my pill or not? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man, I'm too young for this. So <laughs> something we have to learn to do too is to say no. Um, kind of what you were saying, you know, there's activities we don't enjoy. Uh, maybe we get invited to participate in something in, at last minute or you know it's going to add extra stress. Is it good to say no sometimes or how do we say that and still maintain our friendships?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, but that's kind of where it comes in handy to have things written down and have your calendar kind of ready. You can look at it and say, you know, I really would enjoy that. That sounds great, but unfortunately I already have something scheduled and I'll have to pass this year, but please let me know how it goes. And I think most of us understand when somebody's too busy to do something. I don't think many of us get our feelings hurt if people politely decline invitations, but we get it in our heads that the person's going to be so sad that we didn't do something when reality is we all have those feelings. We understand. I think 2020 is kind of giving us permission to say no to social events and we all feel comfortable doing different things now and most people are being understanding that we have to say no to a lot of things right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I might I may have used that as an excuse to get out of, get out of a few things I didn't want to do. <laughs> like, oh, I'd love to, but I don't want to get covid, so sorry. <laughs> you know whatever works, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, talking with my sister this morning and where they live th- there's been a lot of cases reoccurring and she needs to social distance and things because of her, uh, the health issues that she has, you know, she said, I'm actually kind of excited about that because I, you know, things got really crazy last year around Christmas time. And, and I just, I need to slow down and this is going to be helpful to, you know, to have to say no to these things to just to, you know, keep herself safe. But the, the bonus is she gets to spend more time with her kids and family. And uh, you know, th- those are things that are important
1: Yeah, I think if we're really intentional and kind of reframe how we're looking at 2020, it can be beneficial in a lot of ways. A lot of us are starting to pick up hobbies that we had stopped. You know, we're spending more time with our family. We're maybe even some trivial things like finally watching a series on Netflix we hadn't made time for. We can definitely have a more simplified Christmas and it might help us actually see what is important. For future years, you know, what did we actually miss? or there activities we were doing that were making us busy, but we didn't miss this year when we couldn't do them? Or, and we'll be more grateful next year when we can do those things. We'll enjoy them more. and We won't take for granted so much those little activities of seeing people.
0: I think this year we could have a really great Christmas because maybe we're all scaling back. And we're able to go in a little more organized and then can build on that. But then, like you said, too, um, just having those time that time for a personal connection and doing the things that matter and doing the things that we really want to do, uh, I, I think there's a potential there to make this a, a, a pretty fun Christmas.
1: Yeah. We just have to not focus on the negativity so much and don't focus so much on the things you can't do, but think about those things that you normally don't make time for because you're so busy rushing from activity to activity, you know, or you think about last year were the movies that you were like, man, I wish I could have watched that. Well, this is your year. <laughs> Watch those movies, drink the hot chocolate.
0: Well, I have to say uh, your website has been very helpful to me uh, personally. Uh, just especially when I was starting out with my podcast this year, I mean, this partly started because of um, being in quarantine and, you know, my, I said my wife and told us all that we needed to learn a new hobby and, and not just sit around the house watching TV all day. So I had been wanting to do this for a while, but then finally got the courage and time to, to get things together. Just kind of taking some of the things you've talked about on your website about, you know, organizing and planning. And I'm not really a planner, but you know, I run in at the last minute. Okay, what's going on? Uh, but I knew that this I would have to kind of plan ahead for. And it's, it hasn't been perfect. Uh, I still get scatterbrained, but you know, even just having a journal or a notebook to write things down and ideas down, it's it's been a big help. I, uh, and I've recommended your website in the past, uh, and I, I still do. I think it's a great uh, resource for folks to go and check out. Are, are there any other uh, websites you have?
1: Yeah, my original blog, which you can still find a bunch of other Christmas content on there, and I often link from the stress-free Christmas to older posts I have, is RetroHousewifeGoesGreen.com. And all the Christmas posts are in a category, so they're easy to find. But there's a lot of other content there because before I had a place to put it all, I was still loving Christmas and creating stuff. I just wanted something that... All of it could be in one place. So you can find stuff on both of those sites.
0: Okay, that's uh, Retro Housewife Goes Green. I'll have those links in our show notes too. Well, before I uh, let you go, uh, I I like to ask my guests, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or a, a Christmas tradition that you do with your family?
1: Well, probably the Christmas tradition that I always have to do, no matter what, is go look at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. My family used to do that a lot after church on Christmas Eve. We'd go drive around the park. And uh, my husband and I actually started dating on Christmas Eve. And so we've been doing that. And one year we had a big snow and ice storm around Christmas, which is unusual here in Southern Oklahoma, but the roads weren't great. And so, and our park is pretty hilly, so that wasn't very safe but we found there's a fairly flat and they cleared the roads um, little display near us. And we we bundled up and we did that. So it was different than normal, but we still got that tradition. And even with a snowstorm, that's kind of one of those things I remember when I see that 2020 is going to be different. It's like we made it work in a snowstorm. We can make it work now. And you, you find ways to do things
0: that are important. Yeah, so you guys started dating on Christmas Eve, huh? That's it's yeah. like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we both love Christmas, so it works out well. He puts up with the fact that I want the Christmas tree out early. It was actually him that was like, "Can we get the tree out at the end of July?" So
0: it works. <laughs> that's <laughs> neat. Yeah, my my wife says she's here to to balance me out. Otherwise, I'd have the tree up all year. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is no balance. Our house is a winter wonderland. Come November first. Nice. So. Nice. For better or worse, it's kind of crazy around here on Christmas.
0: Yep, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We love to go look at Christmas lights, and, and we've tried to do that in the past on Christmas Eve, but sometimes we're not able to, so we try to at least sometime as it gets closer to Christmas to to do that. I, I'm hoping this year we'll see a lot of good decorations out.
1: At least it's one thing we can still safely do is yep. drive around and look at Christmas
0: lights. Yep. Yeah. There's a guy uh, who lives in Southern Iowa, and he, he has a farm, and every year he... He uses a big section of his field and just decorates like crazy. Uh, it's almost like one of those drive-through Christmas light displays. Just drive by his farm and you see everything out. It's just amazing. Uh it's kind of a it's kind of a far drive for us to do it. We've done it once, uh, but some folks that's that's their tradition. They go out and see his farm every year to see what he's got out there. Well, they
1: be even more people this year since that's one thing you could still do.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I bet. I was just thinking about him the other day and I'm wondering if what kind of a big display he's going to be working on. So, all right. Well, Lisa, I appreciate you uh, stopping by and helping us get a few things figured out here so we can have a, a stress-free Christmas this year and, you know, have that time to enjoy that, that I like to, to sit by the tree and read a story and, you know, enjoy family time. So to make sure we plan and organize ourselves and <laughs> if we do that, we'll, we'll get through it.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. And again, folks, go and check out her website. It's uh, the stressfreechristmas.com. Link will be in our show notes. So thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Are you hungry? I'm hungry. I could use a snack. And it looks like Gracie is standing by with a tray of goodies. Let's see what she has for us today. Hi. (laughs) Hi. All right. I'm here with Gracie. How are you feeling, Grace? Sick. Yeah. Grace has been home sick. Cold. Yep, 99% sure it's just a cold. It's, you know, the flu, the flu and cold season on top of COVID. That's been Interesting. Yeah, that's been good. So we're we're doing our uh, goodies with Gracie segment here. I found some pumpkin pie pretzels.
2: Oh. I don't know about that.
0: Alright, we're going to try these out, so there's going to be a loud, obnoxious noise as I open the package. We apologize. Here we'll, uh... Let's try this. Oh, they smell. They smell.
2: They smell pretty good, like a candle, you know, pumpkin spice
0: candle. Yeah. Well, here we go.
2: Hey, those are pretty good.
0: This is disgusting.
2: This is delicious. I like it. Well...
0: Hmm, maybe, maybe it's not so bad. I'm not used to that taste, but it does taste like a pumpkin pie, actually. It's good. The flavor's not bad. There's just something about it that's kind of weird. I like it. Oh, good. Don't talk with your mouth following the podcast.
2: Do you not like it?
0: No, I don't think I like that.
2: Why? It's delicious.
0: I'm not a big fan of salty and sweet.
2: You can't even taste the saltiness.
0: I know. Um I don't know. I don't I don't like that. It's crazy. <laughs> well that's true. So it, it it's these pret- little pretzels covered with um like I don't know what what is that? Frosting not frosting, but like uh mm. some kind of coating. And it has
2: White chocolate. White chocolate. Drizzled on it. Mm-hmm. It's good, in my opinion.
0: I think the pieces separately would be good. Something about the mixed together, I don't, I don't care for.
2: After eating a lot, they start to just get like too sweet or something. I can't eat too many, but anyway, you know. I got,
0: I got these at our local Do- dollar general.
2: So nothing fancy. You can't go wrong with a dollar store. So
0: the smell is really good. Like I, I think they smell great
2: but they don't taste as they
0: smell. Yeah, they don't taste as good as they smell. So... You think
2: that about a lot of stuff,
0: Dad. Well, that's true. (laughs) These pumpkin pie pretzels from the Dollar General, that's a no, 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 no for me.
2: Ho, ho, ho!
0: Oh, that's a ho, ho, ho from Gracie. Okay, we've got a better snack for us. Hold on. Yesterday, Grace wasn't feeling too good, so we baked some of these cookie brownies. They're like a combination chocolate chip cookie and a brownie. brownie
2: so basically we had a regular brownie mix and like with um some stuff where you can make just cookie dough and mm-hmm. basically we we started with like how we do make normal brownies and when you can dump all the batter into the pan and you know spread it out like you do and then we just rolled the cookie dough into little little balls and put them on top and baked it yeah. mm-hmm.
0: oh it's good um, these came out much better
2: unhealthy <laughs>
0: mm, yep this is a ho 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 for me mm.
2: yep definite ho ho, ho. <laughs> i don't know <clears> anyone <throat> who wouldn't like this unless you hate chocolate and if you hate chocolate you are not my friend
0: oh my <laughs>
2: <laughs> just kidding but there's something wrong with you
0: if you hate chocolate you will be my best friend because then all the chocolate is left for me oh that's see, true. that, see, there you go. If your best friend is an, a holic, they're going to take all the chocolate from you. Anyway, these are good. They were just from a box. They, I don't remember what brand it was. It was just from the grocery store. But I added in some extra chocolate chips because. He does
2: that and almost everything that has chocolate chips in it. So. I have to say
0: these don't taste so good right after the pumpkin pie pretzels. It, has, it tastes the same to me. It has a little bit of a pumpkin pie flavor to it, which is not, not to really. Me,
2: and I ate like brie and you ate like. A quarter of one.
0: If you want a nice quick snack, especially on on a day you're not feeling good, I I recommend brownies.
2: Dad, that's gross. I don't think anyone wants to hear you you chew.
0: (laughs) You don't know what they want. Maybe they do. If you want to hear me chew food loudly into the microphone, send emails to cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com.
2: Really, Dad?
0: <laughs> or, or don't. That's fine.
2: I think we had too much sugar. <laughs> yeah, definitely too much sugar. Even though know, the things were like, well, you can't see us, but they were only like, they were pretty small.
0: So, so on this episode...
2: We're going to talk about like traditions and stuff.
0: Yeah. We got talking about doing things differently this year for Christmas, but maybe there's traditions that you do that you don't have to do differently. And, and Grace and I have one that we enjoy. Doesn't even require us to leave... Well, we leave the the house, but not the porch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so on our porch, we have an old porch swing. It's not doing so good, bud, but it holds our weight and stuff.
0: Well, some of us, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We can
2: both sit on it without it breaking. So, anyway, on a cold night... We go out to the porch, on the front porch, and we get blankets and Mm -hmm. coats and gloves, because we pick a cold night in the winter. I usually take out at least one Christmas bear, if not like two or three. (laughs) It's fun, because all the Christmas decorations are out on the porch, and sometimes if we get lucky, there's snow and... Just mm-hmm. our neighbor's decorations.
0: And I, I don't know. We we might need to like actually plan a s- specific night. But we like, to, like Grace said, go out when it's cold uh, because it's more fun to bundle up under blankets. And all of our neighbors usually have a lot of Christmas lights out and we can see them from our porch swing. And then sometimes we'll just sit and swing and, and sing Christmas carols to ourselves.
2: And take pictures.
0: Yep, we got to do the, the, the porch swing selfie. The thing about this porch swing, Grace said it was really old. Uh, It belonged to my grandfather. I remember when I was Gracie's age and younger, actually going to their house and they had it then. I don't even know how old it is. It's, it's, Uh, (laughs) oh, let's see, Um, maybe 60 years old or so. So yeah, it's pretty Um, old. (laughs) 50 or 60 years old. It's painted this crazy green color and the paint is flaking off of it. Um, but I don't have the heart to repaint it, even though it needs it desperately.
2: so special, and special.
0: Yeah, yeah. My, I mean, my grandma and grandpa swung on it. My dad, when he was a kid, swung on it. I swung on it when I was a kid. And now, you know, my kids have swung on it. swung on it? Swung on it? I don't know. <laughs> swung on we it. We
2: don't care about grammar. Yeah,
0: this right isn't now. a grammar podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> but
2: Also, I would not recommend listening to grammar podcasts. Cause,
0: yeah. Oh, there's a good one. Um, grammar Girl Podcast. What on earth? No, it is. It's a, it's a podcast. Where was I? Oh yeah. So this, this thing has been in the family for years. And then when my, um, grandparent, well, my grandpa passed away, my grandma had already, um, died at that point, you know, the, the family was getting rid of things. And I've talked in the past about our dining room table came from their house and the China yeah. Hutch. Yep. Uh, came from their house. And so we also have the porch swing from their house. I knew I, I wanted that because we had just moved to this house that has a place. It has a porch and it has a place for a swing. And that was something I had wanted when, because of the, the great memories I had of being on the porch swing with, with my grandparents, with my grandpa especially. It was just special times. We'd go out and sit on that and talk to each other and it'd be great. So It's a good,
2: it's a good swing. So. And speaking of that, oh, I'm stuck to my chair. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, awkward.
2: (laughs) Don't don't, delete that out. Okay, delete Hmm. that
0: out. Yeah, I'll delete that out. No Uh, problem.
2: (laughs) That's not a convincing face. Okay, anyway. So, this isn't exactly a tradition, but I have a bear. His name is Bear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's probably... I hope none of my bears are listening, but he's my favorite. (laughs) What? No, that's not true! Well, see, the thing is... Be quiet,
0: buddy. Go back to your room.
2: (laughs) See, the thing is, I've had him since I was... Let's see. I was born in April. I got him in July of 2009. So, July 4th, he... We were at a parade, and mm-hmm. they were throwing out bears.
0: Live bears? No, oh. teddy bears. Teddy bears, so okay. That makes that's more sense. That's when
2: I got bear. And the funny thing is, I got two of the same bear, and basically, I threw one in my closet and didn't care about it, and I kept one, and I snuggled it and cuddled it and loved it throughout the years
0: and so bear is still with us he has been much loved so he's a bit maybe a little bit floppy and on the uh ratty side but Um,
2: that doesn't stop me from loving him so that's right i'll I'll post
0: a picture of him because he's he's adorable
2: he's just really special and
0: i'm sure if
2: you have kids they have something they really loved and Mm -hmm. stuff but Anyway, so yeah, I got two, and it's always funny, because I never really, like, snuggled to the other one, so it's funny comparing my bear to what we call her is Spare Bear, because when I was little, I lost Bear, like, all the time, so, like, in the middle of the night, so we'd use that bear as a spare but there's something about her that just makes her so much different
0: yeah so. she never i don't think she ever bought the the switch when we would have to uh, either give bear a bath and she needed bear or if she lost bear and we'd try to give her the spare bear uh but she knew she knew it wasn't her bears um yeah. so this this little guy he's gonna be with her uh, even in college i suppose
2: But yeah, I (laughs) snuggle him every night. I can't, I really can't go to sleep without him. Mm. And this might sound dumb because I'm almost 12.
0: No, you know, I I tell you, let's see, mom's not listening. Okay, mom has a stuffed animal that she she likes her stuffed elephant. Yes, she Um, loves elephants. If she goes to bed without me, then I often will find her snuggling her elephant instead (laughs) of... You know, sleeping or, or whatever. struggling <laughs> <I mean>, you. <laughs> yeah. yeah of, well, because I'm not in bed. So. Right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I I don't think you can be too old for stuffed animals. At least if you think you can be, then I don't know. Maybe you're you got a problem. So, if anything, they make for great decorations. Because I've got some stuffed animals in my in my uh, <laughs> office. I de- decorate with so
2: um i counted my bears a while ago well not that long ago but it might not sound like too much compared to like the records of bears but like this probably isn't the exact number because you know sometimes you forget to count one or like you count one twice or like you've got new ones or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think currently i have around 45
0: 50 oh oh my goodness (laughs) Yeah, and she does not have a very big bedroom. So they're Uh, all
2: stuffed on my bed. And say you have... I have a twin bed, so it's not very big. But basically, I sleep on like a half of it, and they sleep on the other half. Or sometimes mm -hmm. it's more like they get three-fourths of the bed, and I get a quarter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So one time I asked her... If she was going to have all the teddy bears with her when she got when she graduated college and yes. got married. And, uh, you know, yeah, she said yes. And I said, well, what others there's not room for your husband? And she said, he can sleep on the floor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were actually talking about that at dinner last night.
0: And I, I'm okay with that, I, I think.
2: I'm going to eat a pretzel.
0: Okay, you're going to eat a pretzel. Go for it. All right. I guess to wrap things up, yes mm-hmm. to the brownies and no to the pumpkin pie pretzels.
2: Yes to both.
0: We'll be back next week hopefully and talk to you some more. Well, before we go, I do want to read a story to you. Today we're going to go to a classic fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm, and it's called The Elves and the Shoemaker. I think probably most of us are familiar with the, the bare bones of this story, so I encourage you to to sit back and relax, grab a cup of eggnog or hot chocolate, settle in by the fire. a Christmas story. The Elves and the Shoemaker by the Brothers Grimm. A shoemaker, by no fault of his own, had become so poor that at last he had nothing left but leather for one pair of shoes. So in the evening he cut out the shoes which he wished to begin to make the next morning, and as he had a good conscience, he lay down quietly in his bed, commended himself to God, and fell asleep. In the morning after he had said his prayers, and was just going to sit down to work, the two shoes stood quite finished on his table. He was astounded and knew not what to say to it. He took the shoes in his hands to observe them closer, and they were so neatly made that there was not one bad stitch in them, just as if they were intended as a masterpiece. Soon after, a buyer came in, and as the shoes pleased him so well, he paid more for them than was customary. and. With the money, the shoemaker was able to purchase leather for two pairs of shoes. He cut them out at night, and next morning was about to set to work with fresh courage, but he had no need to do so, for when he got up, they were already made, and buyers also were not wanting, who gave him money enough to buy leather for four pairs of shoes. The following morning, too, he found the four pairs made, and so it went on constantly. What he cut out in the evening was finished by the morning so that he soon had his honest independence again, and at last became a wealthy man. Now it befell that one evening, not long before Christmas, when the man had been cutting out, he said to his wife before going to bed, What think you, if we were to stay up tonight to see who it is that lends us this helping hand? The woman liked the idea, and lighted a candle, and then they hid themselves in a corner of the room, behind some clothes which were hanging up there, and watched." When it was midnight, two pretty little naked men came, sat down by the shoemaker's table, took all the work which was cut out before them and began to stitch and sew and hammer so skillfully and so quickly with their little fingers that the shoemaker could not turn away his eyes for astonishment. They did not stop until all was done and stood finished on the table, and they ran quickly away. Next morning the woman said, The little men have made us rich. And we really must show that we are grateful for it they run about so and have nothing on and must be cold i'll tell thee what i'll do i will make them little shirts and coats and vests and trousers and knit both of them a pair of stockings and do thou too make them two little pairs of shoes the man said i shall be very glad to do it and one night when everything was ready they laid their presents all together on the table instead of the cut out work and then concealed themselves to see how the little men would behave. At midnight they came bounding in and wanted to get to work at once. But as they did not find any leather cut out but only the pretty little articles of clothing, they were at first astonished, and then they showed intense delight. They dressed themselves with the greatest rapidity, putting the pretty clothes on and singing, "'Now we are boys so fine to see! Why should we longer cobblers be?' Then they danced and skipped and leapt over chairs and benches. At last they danced out of doors. From that time forth they came no more. But as long as the shoemaker lived, all went well with him. And all his undertakings prospered. That story doesn't really have a lot to do with Christmas other than it happens at Christmas time. Kind of like the movie Die Hard, but that's another story for another day. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, we're in November now. I really want to remember gratitude. The shoemaker, he could have taken advantage and he responded to the help he received in gratitude. And he helped meet a need that the elves had. I would have to say it would be an alarming prospect to wake up and find two naked men running around, scampering around my house, doing chores. But, you know, to each his own, I guess. (laughs) But uh... as I said, we are heading into... A month of gratitude and i know a lot of people are already out and decorating for christmas um, here in early november and that's great i would be too if i could get away with it let's not forget to be thankful take a moment to think about those who have helped you uh, especially those who have helped you get to where you are today Uh, maybe they have been your strength maybe they have been your encouragement your help your your cheerleader you know someone who's just there by your side or someone who's helping to make your success possible, you know, take just a moment to express that to them. Maybe help meet a need that they have. It takes just a moment to be kind, but it can impact someone in a positive way for a lifetime. So make it time for gratitude this month. I think being grateful is one of the best and kindest things we can do for each other. All right, so that brings us to the end of our episode now. And so I want to thank you for helping make this podcast possible. Uh, You who are out there listening, who have made some good reviews for the podcast, who have shared it to others. uh, It means the world to me, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And so remember to be kind to each other and to share your stories. And as always, there is nothing in the world more irresistibly contagious than laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Delete <laughs> that. Oh. Um,
2: <laughs> wow. You know what? It would just happen, guy. <laughs> okay.
0: Welcome to Cozy Burps.
2: <laughs> I, I will <clears throat> make you keep that